Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Hi, and welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast. I'm Dan Bradbury. And I'm Topher Morrison. And this week, my favorite topic, Topher, business finance. Yes. Something that you are a master of, something that I'm admittedly a bit of a jester in. Right. I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again, that there are, well, yeah, you're a jester, but there are are six uh, key areas which you have to nail if you want to have success in business. And business finance, for me, is one of the most commonly overlooked ones. In fact, I believe that that, uh, you can get to seven-figure revenues um, uh, without being financially literate. But mm-hmm. if you want to get to seven-figure profits, yeah. right? And, and long-term sustainable. Any idiot can do it once, maybe, right? But to have that long-term. Right, right. And then also, if you look at the difference between seven-figure revenue business owners and eight figures, again, on a sustainable basis, you'll find that those uh, business owners are much more bothered <laughs> are much more bothered about the balance sheet, about the balance sheet rather than the P&L. And that's, that's why we're talking all things business finance. Yeah. All right. So let's find some news in the world that has everything to do with business finance. Hot topic this week. JD Sports loses millions in, in foot asylum sale. So, uh, I mean, this is the key quote from this. So JD Sports, major uh, uh, UK national retail chain, uh, has offloaded Foot Asylum, so effectively a sub, uh, subsidiary, a subsidiary that, they bought, that yeah. they bought, for £37.5 million. Pounds. They paid £37.5 million. No, they've, they've sold it for £37.5 okay. They bought it for £90 million pounds <gasps> in 2019. So that's roughly three years, and they've lost, what's that, £52.5 million. Pounds. Oh. That is a bad day at the office, my friend. That is, that is a very bad which, day at which, the office. Uh, it makes that, me think... By the way, like they had to have seen that coming, right? Like somebody, like how does such a corporation like that not like flag it up and go, hey guys, I think there might be a problem here. We should be looking into something. Ah, well, oh. it, uh, it reminds me of kind of what is Wall Street. It happens all the time. How often do big companies do an acquisition um, and then there's some kind of forced write down? I mean, there's countless examples. And it reminds me of a quote from one of my mentors, which is, all my problems started out as a good idea, right? So you know, because I mean, JD Sports, I believe, are private equity backed, or I think it's the Pendleton Group that own them. So they were going, hey, how do we grow this thing? Oh, okay, we see this opportunity. Yeah, great. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they saw the upside. They saw the idea. Right. It was a great idea. They saw the upside, but they didn't see the downside. They didn't see the risk. And ultimately, well, I I mean, it's common sense. They wouldn't have bought it if they knew they were going to have to write it down and wipe off two-thirds of its value in three damn years, yeah, right? And uh, somebody, made some, somebody made some forward assumptions. Yeah, it might even be safe to assume that the people to blame were the people that did the evaluation before the M&A, and then once they got it, they were like, guys, you know what? We totally bought a turd, and they've been trying to fix it for three days, years, and then finally realized it's just going to keep going down. Let's so get rid of it as much as we can. That's a possibility, too. But anyway, but, well, we don't have time to discuss, and they're not here, but we do have time to discuss, which is something closely related, which is the business fail of the week. The business fail of the week is any business owner that practices 
Bank balance accounting. Bank balance accounting has got to be one of literally my favorite phrases in the world of business finance because I think it's something that probably most business owners at some point in time can probably relate to, which basically means uh, you check your bank balance, and if there's money in there, you can afford whatever it is that you want to buy at that point in time. Yeah, well, how much is it? It's a $5,000 thing? Great. Do we have five grand in the bank? We can afford it, and that's bank balance accounting. And, and just about everybody, to some level, has done that at some point in their career. But I think that's where you get entrepreneurs go down one of two paths, right? They just keep doing that because maybe they're really great at sales, they have a great product, so they keep buying things. They, they, they keep spending based on the bank balance, but because they're filling the bank balance up, it's not a problem. And that's why I said you can have a successful company, but can you have a sustainable one? Not on bank balance. No, I mean, you, you can't outrun stupid, right? No. I, I, yes. you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't out-exercise a bad diet, right? If somebody's yeah. trying to lose weight, they can exercise as hard as they want. If they're just eating junk, they're eating donuts all day, every day, the, yeah. there's no amount of exercise. And it's the same. So, But if you think about it, um, as discussed in the uh, the timeless business classic turnover is vanity profit is sanity really there's a book of that title it by is. a gentleman by the name of dan bradbury it, if I'm it not is mistaken. it's a phenomenal book it's got like 4.8 stars out of five i think yeah. uh, by the way I, I i can actually completely we're joking right now but i will testify to the brilliance of that book and uh i have nothing to gain because i'm already on the show <laughs> um, it's a great book if you have not read uh, profit is sanity. You absolutely got to get that book because, you, you, to me, you know what that book was? That book was a punch in the face and a kick in the gut for me and all of my bad habits. Right, and that's what I loved about it. Well, because because here's the thing: bank balance accounting is bad, but that's not the real problem because it's not the root cause. Mm -hmm. The real issue, as I see it, is people that think that that's okay. Because it gives you insight into how they think as a business owner. Yes. Right? And, yeah. and it might be, and in a lot of cases, and perhaps some people listening to this, is they don't realize there's a better way or how valuable it is. And, and ignorance is not bliss. Mm -hmm. ignorance, ignorance is poverty. Ignorance is bankruptcy. Yeah. Right? Ignorance yeah. is the very best it possibly could be. Ignorance is you will significantly underperform yeah. and have less profit. I mean, I remember going back oh, a long time now, uh, into the noughties, uh, uh, when I first Into the whaties? The noughties. The noughties? I, so between 2000 and 2010. The, the noughties? Well, you've got like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the noughties. <laughs> That's such a British thing. Yeah. The noughties. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and that's when I went financial literacy because I'd grown a business to, so for, for me, I got up to kind of half a million in revenue. But then I kind of plateaued. Uh, but ultimately, I recognized that um, what got me here won't get me there. And I was very, very strong, very strong in my marketplace, the strongest in my niche at that time in the UK from a, a marketing perspective. Mm. But the problem was, because the only thing I had was a marketing hammer. Everything I was a nail. Everything was a nail. Yeah. And I finally came across a, a, a phenomenal guy called Keith Cunningham, somebody who's still a uh, a great mentor and friend. Oh, hell, this. Keith. Yeah, yes. I, I love Keith. Yeah, he's brilliant. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and a friend of mine said, you would love Keith. He's made you rich. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because I remember telling him my detailed marketing plan to double my business, and he just looked at it and went, that's stupid. Yeah. He actually said that 
effing stupid, but I'm not allowed to say that. He taught me off of saying that once, so we're not going to say that he said effing stupid. He, just, he said, that's stupid. He said, why don't, why don't you just keep more of the money that you're already generating? And it was like a profound epip- uh, epiphany. And the funny thing is, he's, he, he's, Keith, you know I love you. Uh, his marketing, I felt, was terrible. But, but he's he was so like, successful. <laughs> and I looked at him and I, went, and I figured out, rather than be arrogant, because I was in my 20s at the time, arrogant and think that I know better, I was like, this dude must know something that I don't. Yeah. And it was financial literacy. The next year, my profit trebled. Yeah. Right? And that wasn't from growth. Turnover's vanity. It's, it, it's the profit. And it was about being financially literate, learning the skills of being an investor, not just somebody that's running around trying to sell shit. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right, so uh, we've talked about the timeliness. We've talked about the business fail of the week. Let's talk about the business hero of the week. Yeah, and by the way, just because it's the business hero of the week or the fa- doesn't mean it happened this week. It just means this week we're talking about it. So anyway, who is our business hero of the week? So our business hero of this week is Georgia Kirk Hell from Right Business yes. Results. That woman is a powerhouse, brother. I met her, well, I think it was last year, at your Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition and was blown away at two things. Number one, her humility. And number two, her genius, her brilliance. Like, she's really, like, and I think, if you know, she's not here, but I think if she were, she would, she would give full credit to her level of financial literacy to you. I mean, she said that straight up, like, you know, when she first... Well, she, she, you, she didn't she know. know the difference between like, uh, uh, turnover, revenue, gross profit, net profit. It was, it was alien to her. Now, because she's in a B2B service business, which has got good, strong, healthy margins, it was okay. You know, yeah. she was able to, to, to grow. Yeah. But, but uh, by learning financial literacy, it was just able to develop it much stronger, more robust, and, uh, and yeah, that, that girl's doing good. Uh, yeah. Her bank manager is very happy. Yeah. By the way, we should probably do a little plug for her. Her company is called Right Business Systems. No, Right Business Results. Sorry, Right so, Business so, Results. Uh, amongst other things. I mean, they help people with all kinds of content marketing. So uh, books, blog, blogs, and podcasts. Mm-hmm. So uh, her team actually uh, uh, produces or edits this podcast. Um, Which, uh, by the way, we have increased their degree of difficulty tenfold by putting my silly ass on this podcast with you. Before that, it was probably pretty easy edit. Intro, outro, done. Now they're going to have to eliminate swear words, uh, come up with subtle ways to get rid of the no, edits. Swearing's fine. Swearing's fine. We haven't got that kind of time. Three-hour <laughs> podcast gets into 2.3 minutes. So, um, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, she was also uh, helped me publish uh, my last book, yes. uh, Turnover Design and Profit Center, and the next book, yes. TBC, which will be out later this year. Yes, so, so, yes, so that's Georgia. So it's credit to her for getting financial, uh, financially literate and, and significantly up in the game. Yes, oh, and she was the uh, 2021 Ultimate Entrepreneur winner. That's well. right. She was the winner of the Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition. Which, by the way, for those people either watching or listening and you're not aware of what that is, Dan hosts uh, masterminds every quarter. And every June, he hosts an event called the Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition where uh, eight entrepreneurs compete for the coveted title of Ultimate Entrepreneur. That's why it's called the Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition. And this man just writes him a check for ten grand as a way of saying thanks for kicking ass and being a great entrepreneur. And that is open to the public. Anybody can enroll if they feel that they've got a good reason and score about why they should become the Ultimate Entrepreneur. So check it out. 
danbradbury.com. All right, let's move on. Uh, we have covered the news topic. We've covered our fail of the week, our hero of the week. We haven't talked about book of the week. And this week we've got two, mainly because that's me and you. So we might as well have two. A foundational, uh, a good, great place to start. Wait, are you about to steal my thunder? This is my book. This is the, I get to talk. I recommend this book. You, you this recommend book? the next one. All right, fine. No, this is this is my book because no, I'm, actually, I, did I? I don't think I turned you on to it though. Did I? Did I? No, I don't think so. Yeah, but uh, I he, in, read fact, the in fact, I will even claim I can prove that you didn't turn me on to this. You book. might have turned me on. I probably did because uh, the author of this book was a guest on this podcast. That's right. Several years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure when I read his book. But anyway, I haven't read the other book, so I can't really talk about that one. So this is mine. I'm taking the ball on this one, and then you can have the next one. The book of the week is none other than Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Um, the book is much easier to read than pronouncing his last name. Uh, and it's phenomenal. And uh, let me tell you why I love this book, Dan. Uh, I love this book because when I read it, I was guilty of bank balance accounting, and I was not profitable. Two big mistakes, right? Um, it's a miracle that I even had a business. <laughs> like two business uh, two big, yeah. It's the biggest mistakes. Yeah. yeah. It's like not possible. It's pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty fatal. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, and I remember in that book, he talks about, uh, and, and I don't remember the exact number. I want to say that he says in the book that you can become in profit within 30 days or 90 days. And I think it's within 30 days he said you can become profitable. And I remember just going, bullshit. There's no way my company is going to get profitable in 30 days. And... Fuck me, dude. I was in profit within the first 30 days. Just applying the systems in his business book. It was amazing. So profit first for people who um, would classify themselves as financially... Like, like here's uh, This is why I think you should read that book. Anybody, number one, who's not making profit. Anybody who's guilty of doing bank balance accounting. But there's some more insidious ones. People who say, oh, numbers aren't my thing. Right. They should read oh, that's profit crazy. first. People who say, I don't need to worry about my numbers. I have an accountant. I have a bookkeeper. They handle all that. They got to read profit first. Full show. Anyway, that's right. my book. Well, because it's application. I mean, yeah. just to be clear on this point, I mean, that's part of the problem. The, the, the problem is not that you're making the financial mistakes. That's the, that's the effect. The cause is that you're abdicating. Yeah. And what I like about profit first... And by the way, just to, you could still be making a crap ton of money. You could have a seven-figure, eight-figure business and still be using bank balance accounting right. and not be profitable. It's possible... To do that, depending upon if you've raised funding or something like that, I mean, hell, I don't know, how long was it before Amazon was even profitable? Uh, well, it's, it, that's true. I think it was but like eight cash, years, yeah. but they, they were cash funded. Flow. Yeah, they, they were, were funded. funded. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so... so Yeah, well, what uh, I like yeah. about it was it, it, it's a system, because I, I don't actually agree with everything that he teaches. I think sure. there, there are better ways. But what I like is it's straightforward. Yeah. Anybody can follow it, yeah. and it gives you... You'll be more dialed in on your numbers yeah. because of it. And yeah. if... You, if you, you can't be more dialed into numbers without it having a beneficial knock-on effect to your whole business. Right? They're entwined. Yeah. Operations and finances are not two separate functions. They're entwined. Now, the next book is yours. You, not yours that you didn't write, but uh, is the one that you want to endorse. I have not read it yet, and I'll tell you why I haven't read it. Because anytime you recommend a book, brother, I read it. Right? Um, uh, and I like to think that's mutual for the most part. Uh, I, 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 and by the way, just out of curiosity, you are my one friend who has a passion for reading books better than anybody else I know. Like, you're the only one who, in fact, you're not even equal to me. You surpass me. I mean, I read between 50 to 60 books a year, easily. I think 
during COVID, I think I hit like 85 books in one year, whatever. That's good. You, but you read, on average, 80 books a year, easily. Yeah, yeah. I, I even did one year. I, I did one year where I did a book a day. Oh, that, that was a little bit hardcore. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't have much of a life. I was going to say, yeah, well. I was single, I think. Yeah. Well, jeez. All right. Uh, anyway, so I haven't read this book. I haven't, let me tell you why I haven't read this book. It's not in an e-book. Okay. Yeah, I'm devastated by that. I actually have to go buy the physical book and read it, and I can't stand physical books. I only read e-books. Anyway, what's the book? The book is called Romancing the Balance Sheet. Romancing the Balance Sheet and... Not a euphemism for masturbation. <laughs> it actually is a book about finance. Nobody was even thinking of that reference. <laughs> it, it sounds like it. Romancing yeah. the Balance Sheet? Romancing the Balance Sheet. Come on, if there's not an entrepreneurial euphemism for masturbation, I don't know what is. Well, well, That's it. it. Back on point. Here's, pro here's, uh, here's the thing that I think the author does well. I, I forget the author's surname. I think it's Anil, I think, Samba, I want to say. I, I'm not sure. I need to check. We'll make sure in the show notes. It's yeah. correct. Yeah. But it's definitely romancing the balance sheet. And it's a rare thing. It's a accountant who can speak plain English. And there's just loads of useful metaphors oh, and right, analogies. Yeah. But the, the, the main thrust of the book is this. It's over. Uh, if I look at businesses that can get to... Uh, seven-figure revenue and be profitable, they'll have an understanding of the P&L. Yeah. Right? They'll have a P&L. But there's a difference between making sales and making profit, but there's a difference between making profit and getting rich, building wealth. Yeah. And the difference between seven-figure entrepreneurs and eight-figure entrepreneurs, in, in my experience, is all about the balance sheet. Specifically, the balance sheet, so the assets, the liabilities, how do they build asset value, but also about the cash flows and cash and profit aren't the same thing and i think the author in this book does a phenomenal job about helping business owners understand the balance sheet what it is and i promise you if you read that book so if, if you get if you do profit first and you you get the that system in place for provisioning cash and you are ready to up your game think of it from going from a degree level to a phd mm. this is a solid book where it, Romancing the balance sheet. Romancing the balance sheet. Awesome. I will eventually read that. I just got to get over my Kindle aff uh, affection and actually get a physical book and read it. All right, my friend. I think we've done. Uh, any last words or thoughts or quotes about business in finance? Since that was the theme of today's podcast. Yeah, I, 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 th uh, I think back to you know my man crush, Warren Buffett. I was just thinking of his quote. Yeah, right, right, it. right. Uh, um, if you can't read the scoreboard, you don't know the score. Yeah. And if you don't know the score, you can't tell the winners from the losers. So it, like, if you understand how to keep score, and uh, accounting is the language of business. You've got to get financially literate. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Sign us out, my friend. All right, well, on that note, I, I think, um, as always, if you want a better business, you need to be a better business owner. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners. 